Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Justin Lee Peterson. Thank you so much. We're five minutes late, but it's okay. We're black. It's expected. It's called color people time. So we all just stood around and waited till the last minute. We cannot be on time. We're black. Anyway, you can get involved by going to our uh, chat line on YouTube, and uh, we'll fellowship together there. And you can call in at 888-775-3773, 888-77-JESSE, all right? And happy Mother's Day all, to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. So today is your day to relax, have some fun. And just relax and enjoy your day, all right? I really wish you well today. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. I, uh, Before I get to the cause, I, I want to talk about one thing here, and that is, uh, is I want to recommend, do what you want, of course, but I want to recommend that you have a wait-and-see attitude about all things. A wait and see attitude about all things. Don't think about yesterday. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just have, develop a wait and see attitude. And what made me think of this was the uh, last incident that I'm familiar with, the shooting of the uh, black guy in Georgia. Um, and I've been noticing how a whole lot of folks are jumping to conclusions without even knowing the real deal. They weren't there. They didn't see what happened. They weren't there when the film first started. They don't know what happened prior to the videos uh, starting. They don't know the full uh, uh, end of the story, except the boy is allegedly dead, right? The black boy. Killed by uh, one of the white guys there, allegedly. And no one other than the witnesses that were on site know the real deal. Everybody else is speculating and assuming. And you can't just look at a video and assume that you know the answer to the issue. It's always best to wait and see. I, um, and, and this is about everything, but this is a big example of waiting to see. You have the... Uh, <clears throat> The black racists using this to promote hatred between the races. Black men have been shot down in their neighborhood or something dumb like that. What did that LeBron guy say? Oh, okay. They are uh, being hunted everywhere. Black men are being hunted everywhere. Something like that. That uh, soccer player LeBron James. <laughs> that's all he mounts up to, a soccer player. And <clears throat> you have... The so-called lawyers representing the boy's mama, they're out there crying racism and all kind of crazy stuff, and the people are getting fired up about that. And everybody has an opinion about the video, but have not seen it. Do not know what really happened. All right? In America, our laws are based on what is right, what's supposed to be, not anymore. And that is have a, uh, your innocent until proven guilty. And so just think about that before you have a decision about that incident. And that way you can see yourself having decisions in your own personal life about things that you don't really know what the outcome is going to be. 
it's always best to wait and see no matter what. If you're going for a job interview, if you're getting up to start your day, if you're going to a party or whatever, you don't know what's going to happen. The reality is you don't know, right? And so with this black boy that was killed, uh, allegedly killed by these white guys in Georgia, you don't know what the... You don't know what the real deal was. I saw a video this morning of what it looked like the black guy was in that neighborhood looking into the empty, at least one of the houses they showed was an empty house being built. <clears throat> and he was over there going, peeping in, and it looked like he was going into the house. It looked like it was him, I'm not sure. And so my attitude is to, you got to have a wait and see attitude. Otherwise, you would be controlled by the children of the lie. Our battle is a spiritual battle, a warfare between good and evil. So you have the children of the lie promoting evil, overreacting and carrying on, and the children of the truth overreacting to that. Not all, but most overreacting to it. You have not learned to have an attitude of wait and see. It will blow your mind to have that attitude. The mind want, which is of Satan, don't want you to have a wait-and-see attitude about anything because you're playing God. And it can't live knowing that it doesn't know. It's all right to admit, I don't know. I have to wait and see. Wait till all the evidence is in. All right? And that is about everything. Your life, take no thought about tomorrow or the next moment. Take no thought about yesterday. Take no thought about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat. And to the blacks, you hear the uh, race hustling and crying, this is happening to black men all everywhere. This is happening to us. They're our people, right? We are not all, we're not all people. We're people, but we're not all one. Black people are not all one. That is the craziest thing. That incident, whatever happened, and, and happened to that boy, and those white people that were involved. It didn't happen to John Doe down the road, black John Doe in Alabama, black John Doe in Indiana, in Chicago, or Atlanta City. It happened right there to those people. And anyone that identify with it based on color, you need Jesus. At one time in America, we were not identified as all blacks. What happened to one happened to all. That's dumb. That's evil. Even when I was growing up, black people didn't hang around with, or they tried to avoid, other bad black people who had no more, no values. They would say, don't hang out with those people. Don't hang out with those kids. They're bad kids. But now it's all about color. And they're trying to act like if the police shoot one black, he's shooting all of them. No, he's not. It's only with that incident incident and that black person or that white person and that white person and the reason I know it's all fake first of all we're not supposed to live that way secondly when it's black on black crime you don't hear anything nothing and that happens every day where blacks are killing robbing raping one another you don't hear a word from it how come that's not all black people you gotta start using logic if you want to live in the world if you want to be in the world but not of it. Otherwise, if you're not a logical person, then you're going to be pulled into the world and you will be destroyed because the world is not your friend. 
It's not your friend. It's the kingdom of heaven is within. There's a new reality within us. And the children of God should live from that reality. And if you're born again of God, you cannot live from the perspective of the world anymore. Because you can't love the world and love God too. You hate one and love the other. You can't love. You're not back and forth and you can't love both. Alright? So you got to be in it but not of it. And to the to the whites who are afraid to speak up, you need to speak up. Be honest if you are of the new um, creation within. You got to start being honest and say, oh no, this is not happening to all of y'all. It just happened to one black person. And, but they identify with color and culture and whenever it's a white on black thing, it's all blacks. But when it's a black on black or a black on white, you hear nothing about it. There was a male woman that was reportedly shot and killed down in, was that Mississippi? I forget. Somewhere, I believe in Mississippi, I could be wrong about the state. And the black guy, the male person had stopped going to that particular house because apparently they had a dog or something. And so the male person, according to the report, had sent them notices. We can't come to your house, you have a dog. And apparently they did nothing about the dog situation, so they stopped delivering in the mail there. According to the report, this one black guy was waiting for his stimulus check, right? And so they waited for the mail person, a, a white woman, I believe, and she didn't drop off the mail, so he ran down the road to the next house or somewhere, he under the porch, according to the report, and shot the mail person. Is the mail person dead? Yeah, she's dead. And uh, allegedly she's dead. You haven't heard anything about that at all. No protest. No white people saying we are being gunned down. No all white people identify with that one incident. You don't hear the reporter, the race hustlers on it at all. So why is it that the blacks identify when it's white on black? It's happening to all blacks. But when it's black on black or black on white or whatever, you hear nothing. You got to see the hypocrisy in that and stop identifying it with it. We are the children of the light and we have to let our light shine in the world so that the world can see the right way to go. Um, and also one other thing is that you cannot be born again of God. It's impossible and identify with culture. You're no longer of that. It's not about your culture. It's not about your color. It's not about male or female. It's not about how much money you have or don't have, where you live or don't live, all right? It's about good versus evil. And when you're born again of God, all this identity you have with the world will be taken away from you. And you can only identify with truth. But you got to get to know yourself. You must know yourself. To know God is to know thyself. The beginning of salvation is to know thyself. And most people don't know themselves. It's so amazing. So you got to wake up, folks. And I, I urge you, starting now, have a, develop a wait and see attitude about everything in your life. And that way you'll find it being that way with others as well. I'm so glad that I'm being cautious. to it, to live that way. God is causing me to wait and see. That's why last Sunday I said that when you can 
uh, conquer, uh, uh, overcome all what your enemies, everything that your enemy throws at you, and you can doubt all thoughts and different thoughts you have and doubt that, then you will be a free person. All right? So thoughts make you want to think about the outcome even before it happens. And that's why a lot of you have fear. You have fear of flying. You have fear of doing, uh, taking a test. You have fear of whatever. Doing an interview because you have already seen the outcome. And Satan makes you think that it's not going to work out in your behalf. It's just not true. I, uh, one of my godsons graduated high school. And for a while there, he thought that, you know, he wasn't getting a lot of uh, invitations from different universities to come and play football and all that. I'm like, hey, man, don't worry about it. Just do your best. God is with you. Have a wait and see attitude. He's like, yeah, that's true. And so he developed that wait and see attitude. And he started getting all these different requests from different schools all over. He finally made a decision what he's going to take. And he realized, you know, that is the right way to do it. Just have a wait, a wait and see. And I don't care what's happening with your neighbor other people around you. When it look like they're doing fine, just wish them well. Oh, that's cool. Wish others well, even your enemy, right? But you have a wait and see attitude. Stay in the presence of God. So all this black on black, I mean, this black hating whites and the cops killing all of us and not true. He, people who are not obeying the law are being affected by the law. All right. So don't identify with culture. This is for everybody. Identify with what is right. Because we have to set the example. It's a spiritual battle. So until all the evidence come out with the situation in Georgia, Georgia, oh my, my. Have a wait and see. Don't believe the racists, the liars, the haters. They're gunning down all of us. That's not true. They're gunning down the ones that are involved with whatever they're doing. It has nothing to do with you. Just because it's black or just because it's white, it has nothing to do with you. So don't identify with that, folks. It's amazing to live your own life, to be you, and not identify with the color thing. When I moved to Los Angeles and I got into listening to the fake so-called civil rights leaders, for a minute there, I was into that, so I know what it is to identify with the blacks, being black. It makes you think that all white people are against you, where the same thing or even worse things could be happening to you from black people, but you don't see that in the way you see it with the whites, because you hate, you have no love. So overcome your culture, return to God, all right? And just have a way to see attitude. You're going to see how the mind does not want you to have a weight and see attitude. It will give you things to think about no matter what. Observe those thoughts as though you're watching a movie. Let them go. They're not from God. They're not from you. They're from your dad is Satan. Either you have the light or you have the darkness. Christ came so that we can believe back into the light, which is love, which is God. All right? Just think about it. So when you have these discussions, I heard folks on James show today at the HakeReport.com arguing about something they have no idea what it's about. Oh, yes, we are being gunned down. Blacks are being gunned down. More blacks are being gunned down by other blacks than they can even imagine being uh, gunned down by whites or cops. 
just FYI. But be you, be an example so that the world, not just the blacks or the whites, but the Mexicans, the Japanese, all the people, be a light so that they can find the Father. They can see the right way to go. Become the light of the world by returning to God. Know thyself and you'll be fine. So what I want to do, I just want you to think about that. So the theme today is know thyself and have a wait and see attitude about everything. If you have an interview tomorrow, Satan will try and tell you, all oh, you know, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it because you're male or female, you're black or white. You're not going to get Pay that no mind. Wait and see. Go there, have a good attitude, stay out of your head about it, and whatever will be, will be. God got your back. And if you don't get that one, some better is waiting for you. So I think we're going to be back in church live next Sunday, I believe. And uh, uh, so everybody be welcome back home. What I want to do is have James direct me whether I should take calls or, or respond to uh, questions online. Which one? Let's do, well, let's do a few super chats. Okay. And that was, that male lady who was killed was in Indianapolis. Oh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was an interesting story you told this morning about, I guess it was Indiana where some black guy was running away from the cop or yeah. shooting at the cop or something? Yeah, there was a black young man, 21, I think. He was, he was recording himself on Facebook Live <clears throat> on his phone, laughing and saying, hey, somebody come get me. Save me from the cops, I guess, because he was driving real fast, leading them on a high-speed chase. And then he got out of the car and ran. They tasered him. Allegedly, he fired at them, and they fired at him, and they killed him. But it's all it seemed like a legitimate shooting to me, right. based on like if that's true. Right. But then at the end, the cop said, one of the cops, the detective said, I think it's going to be a closed casket, homie. <laughs> 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 and so that was considered inappropriate. And so the police Why? chief apologized. And said, Why was that inappropriate? To me, that's fine. Oh. But to them, they think that that's inappropriate because he's gloating about the guy being shot and killed. Crazy. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. My, my thing to that, that was one black guy, whatever it was, it was between that cops, the cops and that guy. Had nothing to do with the rest of us. Nothing. Yeah. We were at home sleeping or having dinner, whatever we were doing. Had nothing to do with all black people. Really. So don't fall for the emotional lie that this has something to do with all black people. And if you notice, the race hustlers, the children of Satan, they love these kind of black or white, I mean white or black incidents. They come out of the woodwork. And the only thing that they're thinking about is money and power. They don't care about the family at all. They don't care. Otherwise, they would not be pushing pushing division between the people but unity between the people so don't pay any attention stop being so emotional so that you won't be deceived just FYI but I really want you to test I could be wrong I could be wrong but test for one week have a wait and see attitude you'll see what happens don't listen to thoughts on anything because Satan tried to get involved with everything all right. So Francisco is not speaking today. If the Lord is willing, we'll get him back. Believe me, he want. Oh, he want to come back. So we'll have him back and appreciate the feedback about his talks as well. Right? Uh, go ahead. Eric gave a super chat and says, "Jesse, was the devil influenced by God to be bad? No choice." 
he became jealous of God and decided that he wanted to be his own God. And that's what happened. That's why the war started. He wanted to be his own God. Okay. And that's how most people are in the fallen state. The reason you're in the fallen state is because you want to be your own God. Really. And the proof is you judge yourself and others. You, uh, you have anger. You don't want to admit you're wrong. That's playing God. Anyone who makes a decision is playing God. Oh, because you're really not making the decision. It's that God-like attitude, which is the nature of Satan, that's making the decision for you, influencing you. But he makes you think that you are making that decision, and you're really not. If you get to know yourself, you're going to see you are not in control of anything. You have never been in control. You never had a free will. You never made a choice. You never made one. Never made a decision. But ego people, which is the nature of Satan, and those are his children, they think that they are doing that, and you're really not. Okay. Void Ocean Sky says, J- JLP is not tricked by the lies. A. Owens. And I used to be, though. I know what it's like to be that way because I said when I moved to L.A., I wasn't like, like that growing up, but when I moved to L.A. and I fell for the lie from the so-called black leaderships that, oh, white people were against us and they were trying to hold you back. The moment I fell for that lie, I went into the darkness. I lost sight. And uh, so I was into that. I had an afro one time. I wore dashikis and all that crap. But because <laughs> I was into the black thing, I was wrong. Thank God that I'm not into the cultural thing anymore. I'm not into the color thing. I'm just living. Living. Doing the prayer, watching myself, uh, knowing myself. It's so amazing. It's just so amazing. Those things which you have not seen, you will see if you get to know yourself. All things will be revealed to you. A. Owens asks, should a man give change to the homeless? I do. Love you, Jesse. What do you think? I wouldn't. You know, unless you're just totally inspired to do it without emotion and stuff. Because the homeless are ripping people off. Really. Um, I see them around here at the post office, at the uh, uh, bank, different places. And if you observe them, you see them, they'll collect all this money and then they'll go again in their Mercedes Benz. Or they have great homes. They live in. I, I saw a black guy doing that. And at the end of the day, he, he had so much money. He was like, look how much money I had. And then he went and got in a nice truck and went home. I'm like, what the? <laughs> and they ended up buying drugs and alcohol and all kind of stuff. But they pretend to be homeless because they know that most people are weak and that they can't walk by without uh, having to give something or they feel guilty. Those people are in a fallen state. You're being ripped off by the homeless, by the way. We have a lot of super chats from from supporters, but let me get to thank a, you. A, let me get to a call. Andres out of California has an amazing situation with the, with his mother this morning. Andres, Andres, welcome to church. You're on the air. Hey, thank you for having me, Jesse. Yes, sir. All right, so uh, so real quick, I just I just called just to thank you and let you know about a, a little bit little bit of an amazing story uh, since. So over the course of these past two months, well, two months ago, I forgave my mom. Right on. Friday, I think. And then that, and I, I went to church, I think, a couple of times after that. But 
uh, that Friday I forgave my mom. Then that next Monday, I moved out of the house and started living out my car. And mind you, this is like during the whole coronavirus thing where people were like speculative, but they weren't really sure. But it was all like ramping up. And so over the next course, the course of the next like six, seven weeks or so, I was just living out my car. I was doing Instacart. I was, uh, I was working at Sprouts. Like I was just, I was just living life, you know, and just doing the silent prayer, uh, for every morning, most nights. Cause sometimes I, I would just, I just felt so like exhausted from work. I would just like right. pass out of my car. Yeah. But, you know, I stayed with it, still staying with it. And then lo and behold, I found a, a, a place, a little, uh, little trailer uh out in Kuiper. Um and over the and getting that only took like about what three, four, five days to to get it. So I'm in there now. Right on. And man. just that just that whole like journey of, you know, just trusting God, staying in the present staying in the present moment, I had a lot of help like throughout that way and it just like proved to me and showed me that no matter what, like if trust God through any situation, then like, it's all going to work out well for you. Absolutely. And so, yeah. And uh, so just to get to last night and today, last night, um, well, let me backtrack. I'm black. You're um, black. And so. you <laughs> <laughs> black. And so, uh, and so when I forgave my mom, I got the, the more expected, like, oh, I did the best I did my best by you and this and that and, that and your father. So he, she, she keeps saying my father abused me. I don't, I, I will withheld believing that until like I get, really get his side of the story. Right on. But she keeps, she keeps saying that. So, and she's called within those, within those two months, she's called multiple times about, uh, about, um, how he wasn't there and how she did this down the third to make sure that, my brother and I had a, had a great life, everything. And so uh, last night, I got a text, um, and I read the text after work because during work my phone died. So I get off work. I'm about to do my silent prayer because I know that if I wait to get home to do the silent prayer, I'm going to be too tired and I may not do it. Right. So I do this. So right before I get to doing the silent prayer, I read a text, and it, the whole text was saying, I'm sorry for you know not being a good mother. And I messed up your life, and this, and the third. So I'm like, I'm, then this, the thoughts creeping in. I'm thinking, wait, <laughs> like this is, this is like, I'm, this is cool, this is amazing, amazing. But I knew, but I knew that, like, I, I have to, like, really call her to make sure, like, <laughs> that we're on the same page as yes. far as where she was wrong, and you know, and everything. So, so I call her this morning. First, I tell her Happy Mother's Day, just because it's just the day. Right on. And uh, and then I, I get into it. I go right to it. Like, so what did you mean by that? What uh, inspired you to to send that text to me? And then, lo and behold, she went back to before when she was, you know, hooping and hollering and you know, saying I did my best by you. And like, I realized, like, while we were going back and forth, it was so much fun. I just, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> like, I kind of, I kind of understand when you're in these heated, uh, debates and arguments with people. Yes. Um, on the fallen state, how they can get so, like, worked up and, and everything. 
and yet you could just stay so calm and just like see the whole range of emotions and then just be calm within the storm. Yes. Because it was intense. <laughs> it got to the point where she was like yelling and screaming. She didn't cuss too much though. She didn't cuss too much. But she was yelling and screaming and Amazing. talking about, you know, how you're judging me and your father, your father, you know, accused you and I had to leave and this, that, and the third. And I even, and even bringing up the, the fact that, you know, it has to be like a man and a woman have to get married and have children and have the children in that marriage. But, I mean, she didn't. And then she went back and said, oh, well, should I have aborted you? And it was crazy because I realized, like, <laughs> when my uncle called me a few weeks back and we talked about the same thing, he said it in those exact same words. And it was kind of freaky, kind of scary. And so I understand that they have pretty much the same mindset. Yeah. And I told my mom, like, she got her mindset, her, the spirit that's in her from my grandmother. And so after I said that, she said that she's proud of, you know, who her grandmother, who my grandmother raised her to be. And so I already knew, like, okay, they're not going to go anywhere. But yeah, I just, yeah, it was just, it was just so like, just amazing to again be in that thick, in that storm, but then like not be really too affected by it. That but, uh, is amazing, man. That's because you have the love of God working through you, and in His love yeah. is nothing but peace. And so you can yeah. see the people that you're dealing with that they can't help themselves. They really can't because they're still in that fallen state. That's amazing that you went, I mean, you called her, and she didn't uh, stay with what she had tested. It almost like it was a setup. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, what I, that's what I was thinking, like, after the call, like, did she really take me all that, like, I'm sorry I messed up your life to set me up to really, like, get a long conversation with me? Because before that, like, I talked to her before about, like, getting some stuff from her house. But beyond that, like, it really wasn't, like, deep. Like, she knows a little bit about where I live, but, like, I didn't give her any details, like, no address or anything like that. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if I did that, I knew that I essentially give her the keys to my place or give her the okay to, yeah. in her mind, the okay. Well, you're a blessed man. Uh, let me yeah. tell you this, you're blessed because that's what it means to honor your father and mother, love your father and mother. It means don't resent them no matter what they say or what they do. They literally can't yeah. help it. And when you love yeah. your father and mother, especially your father, then you can't help but love God. And life is amazing. So amazing, man. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. But stay, absolutely. stay with it no matter what happens in life. Because you're going to run into a lot of stuff. You haven't seen anything yet. The enemy is going to throw all kinds of things at you. But just stay in the present. Doubt every thought. God is with you. And he has it all worked out for you. He loves you. And he would never abandon you. It's, it's just, you haven't seen anything, man. It gets better. All right. I appreciate you for listening. And you know, I hope you have a, a great day. And I wish you well. Thank you, man. Call me again, all right? All right. Amazing. And I totally understand it, folks. Y'all don't know. Some of y'all do, but most people don't know what it's like to really become a son or daughter of God and live that way. It's a different reality. You find yourself amongst the people in the world, but you just, something about it, you just don't fit in with them. I was talking to a young man 
over the weekend, and he was like, and he has a big family, according to him. Brothers, I mean, not brothers, but cousins and uncles and aunts and things. And they used to get together a lot, and they still do sometimes. But when he's with them, he just doesn't feel a part of them anymore. And that's what's going to happen. You'll be protected from that. God loves us. He really does. Satan wants to destroy us by bringing you to the darkness. God wants you to live in the light. He's, his son was sent for that reason. And it is inside of you, folks. Get to know yourself, and you're going to start living you. You'll become you again before you're traumatized, and you will live your life set apart from everybody else. It's amazing. Yes. Pickle Bear asks on the, Pickle YouTube, Bear. On the YouTube uh, live chat, why do some people find it so hard to accept that we do not have free will? Thank you for all your amazing work. Because they're in a fallen state. And a God doesn't want to admit that it is wrong, that it don't have a free will. People in a fallen state are playing God. Been there, done that. You think you're in control. Even though your life is all screwed up, you're empty, you have a void, you have fear, you have doubt, you gossip, you have all the stuff going on. But yet, Saint has convinced you that you're in control of your own life. Even with the Christians, not all, but most, especially the Bible thumpers. They, their lives are messed up too. They know the Bible, but they have everything that the children of the lie have. They have fear. They have no love. They have doubt. They are worried. They're on drugs. They are alcoholics. But yet they say, oh, I'm in control. Then why would you make your life be perfect? Why would you wheel yourself into a bad situation? Just think about that. If you just thought about that alone, you would say, oh yeah, that's true. If I have a free will, why don't I will myself, at least me, a good life? Why am I in this hell that I'm living if I have a will? Satan has you thinking that you have a free will and you don't. And if you doubt me, will yourself to be at peace, perfect peace. All right. Another question from Crystal A saying, Jesse, I can't be around people anymore, including my family. I feel spiritually drained by their fake, <laughs> their fake love and laughter. Yeah. How do I live a normal life without isolation? Um, you're going to have to make your mind up. Either you are going to be in the world and of it, or you're not. Because even though you feel alone, and you're right, it's like when you are born again of God, all of a sudden they can't identify with you, and you can't identify with them anymore. That life seemed boring. It's like a waste of time. And you didn't make it that way. That's what it means to be born again. You'll be in it but not of it. Just take one day at a time. Uh, one moment at a time. And as you are seeking the kingdom of God in his right way, all be at it. He'll put one or two friends in your life. Most people are not friends anyway. Most blood families are not your real family anymore. The children of God are your family now, your spiritual family. Those who have been truly born again, not the Bible thumpers and all that, but those who have been truly born again. But you, he'll put one or two people in your life, and that's enough. In that father's state, you think you need an army of friends. But it would be nice to have one to talk to sometimes. But if you don't, even that is fine, too. God is with you. But he will add people into your life. It, it, it's it's got to be fine. I know exactly what you're going through. Be patient. Don't try to fit in. Don't force yourself to be friends. 
Um, you go around them if you want. If you don't, you don't have to. It's up to you. All right. Let's get to Patrick in New York City on the line talking about the biblical question. Oh, so the biblical question. I have a brand new biblical question today. It's going to blow your afro off and create an Amerifro. Or if you have an Amerifro, it's just going to make it better. Patrick, welcome to church. You're on the air. Hi, Jesse. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Excellent. I am calling to talk about the biblical question. What's, um, what's wrong with having sex out of wedlock? Okay. And, you know, it's, you know, sometimes the God, he just kind of speaks to you, whether it's over the weekend. I, this morning I went outside, I saw a girl running in, like, you know, athletic wear. And I'm watching the girl, and, you know, she's shaped well, she's fit. And then Satan gets in my head, he's like, damn, look, check that chick out. All right? And then, uh, you know, I go into the Starbucks or the coffee shop, and there's another girl, right? Tight clothes. You know how people dress these days. Yes. And I'm thinking to myself, why is it that all a woman has to do is put on tight clothing and once she passes my visual sight, <laughs> it's like my mind shuts off. Right. I could be putting the greatest thought in the world. I could be, you know, perfectly at peace. And then all I do is see a woman and it's like I'm immediately distracted. Yes. And what I realized was when you have sex out of wedlock, it reverses the order of God. Like you say all the time, man over God over Christ, Christ over man, man over woman, woman over children. If you have sex outside of that paradigm, then what happens is the woman becomes the God. In other words, Satan becomes the source of power. Amazing. And the woman controls the man. Uh that is an amazing answer to that, uh, Patrick. I'm going to be put my two cents in in a minute here. I want to just hear from other people about a few more people. But that's a deep thought, man. Right on. That's amazing. Um, I, I like the answer. Uh, it is deep. Thank you for that. Yeah, no, you do. It's good, man, because you don't, you don't give the answer. Yeah. So the whole time you got to think for yourself and, like, like you say, know that you know that you know that you know. It's more. It's better when the answer comes to you. Absolutely, you. that's right. Because that thing can get back in your head and trick you about the person, even if it's the right answer. Yeah, but just think about it, Patrick. If God is telling me or revealing things to me, why can't He do the same for you? Why do you have to go? Now we're supposed to be a witness once we wake up, and but we're always pointing the people back to themselves, so that the same God that's telling me will tell you. And people don't question that. Okay, if God has a message for me, why can't he tell me? You know what I'm saying? But they, right. they trust others with everything. It is, it is insane to do that. Excellent. I appreciate it, Patrick. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, sir. All right, buddy. That's deep. That is really, really, that's deep. Yes. Let's get to Eric out of Sweden. He's calling from Sweden about with an update on his relationship since you guys last spoke. Eric, welcome all the way from Sweden. Welcome to church. <laughs> Heard around the world. Thank oh, you, Jesse. By everybody in there, Mama. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. So yeah, I I, I was wanted to go for at the biblical question and also to kind of connect that to my relationship. I think the previous caller uh, nailed it on the head very well. I, I had a similar thought, but a different anecdote. So I mean, my uh, actually the the girlfriend I've had for almost a year and who also became my fiance. She um, broke up with me uh, yesterday, and. Um, it was because I had, uh, about two months ago, I had this very strong revelation that I was, you know, going about things the wrong way. We had been having sex out of wedlock, and she was also kind of moving in, you know, due to this uh, pandemic uh, situation, more or less. So we stayed in the same place for about 10 days, and then it just, it just struck me that we were doing, we were not doing things right, and if I was going to continue this way, if I was going to, allow this to happen, lead us into a relationship like that. Um, and we were both looking, we, we, it was like looking into the abyss, you know, when I was taking yeah. her with me and it was not going to turn out well. So, yeah. uh, she moved, she moved back and, uh, and, uh, yeah, we had some discussions with you, Jesse. And, you know, uh, of course the best thing would be to stop with the, with the, the sex out of wedlock and, you know, get to know each other again. And as it turns out, uh, we only lasted about two months uh, <laughs> with that <laughs> until it just wasn't good enough. And yesterday we were we were out on a boat, and uh, she had a bug landed on her. Yeah, it was a little rowing boat, and a bug landed on her, and she she did this like, oh help help me, flick it off, flick it off. And I said, no, you take care of it yourself, you know. And and then she her demeanor completely changed, and she looked down and she said with a silent, very low voice, you're not my hero. And, uh, and then she didn't say anything for two hours. And, I, and then on, on, on the car on the way back, she, she said, you know, we need to talk. And I, I don't feel like I'm a woman with you anymore. And all these things. And I realized that much of our relationship had been, you know, this thing where we were stroking each other's yeah. egos, where I was being like a masculine man and, she was being a woman's woman, and of course she didn't have. She could. She could take care of the bug herself. She was just trying to, you know, stroke my ego so that I could be the knight in, in white armor, you know, coming in <laughs> and, and taking care of things. And and it was for sure because Amazing. we were having sex outside of wedlock that that could happen. Yeah. Because now that we haven't done that for two months, I was like, no, come on, you take care of that yourself. I know you're a big girl. You can do it. You know, and if you can't do it. I'm right here, and I'm I'm ready to help you overcome your fear of bugs. <laughs> so that was my thought, you know. But that was kind of like a triggering, triggering event, and now it's it's over. So right yeah, uh, a lot of good things have been said. You know, I'm also kind of by myself here in the world, in the northern part of of the world. And I can tell you that uh, I don't see a lot of people who show any indication of of having woken up or. Or, or in that mindset. So, yeah, that's an uh, amazing story. Uh, amazing. The one thing I've noticed <laughs> is that uh, because I've counseled so many people over the last thirty years, I noticed that these men who are in these relationships, they're having sex out of wedlock, they're doing this and that, and when they realize, you know what, I got to do it the right way. I am supposed to be the example of God, my my wife or girlfriend and family. And the moment the guys stop doing that, the women go nuts. 
And they say, oh, you don't love me. You're not showing me anything. You don't love me. And they're trying desperately to get back that control over you by pretending they're so hurt. You don't love me. You don't show me. And I've counseled with men and women like that. And I'm like, well, what do you want? What do you want him to do? They won't say, oh, I want him to have sex with me again so that I can control him. I could have control. They're at like, it's everything but what it is. I'm like, so what do you want? Oh, well, if I said, it's not going to sound right. Because they know inside, they know if they say, well, I want him to have sex with me so I can control him, that it's not going to work out. But I want the ladies to know that when men stop having sex with you like that before marriage, and you feel that emptiness, you feel like, this is why mothers try to control the children, the man and everybody, because when they can't have control, they feel empty. And instead of reaching out to God and overcoming that emptiness, they try to force the guy to come back into their world and let them control. But ladies, you got to be honest. God loves you too. He's trying to bring you back home. He doesn't want you to be fulfilled with a man or your children or money or clothes or anything. He wants you to repent, forgive your mother, forgive your father, so you can develop that logical mind and come back into the kingdom of God within. But the ladies don't realize that. They don't know that they're trying to fulfill that emptiness with whatever they can put in there. But it's about losing control over you. That's why they start having a fit. And then if they can't get you back by accusing you, they'll make you a nice dinner. They'll do whatever it takes to try to pull you back in. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, and, and I think that's exactly what happens. And now I'm just thinking that. I mean, uh, going forward now, just you know, wait and see attitude, and I'm with you and all that. And unlike you know previous breakups, I'm not. I don't have the same sense of you know big hole in my stomach, and I'm not crying. And you know, uh, right on. Like I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty, you know, pretty based in, in reality, and I just realized that the past is just an illusion, and I'm not going to, you know, be angry at myself or blame myself for, for allowing this thing to happen. But I'm That's I right, am kind man. of curious how I was able to let it happen, because I, I forgave my parents two years ago, and it was, you know, the greatest, I would say it was actually the greatest experience of of my life, you know, and I had this for, for three days, three solid days, I remember afterwards, I had this this protective bubble, this fear that just originated from yeah. from my belly, you know, and yes. I was just untouchable. And it was like everything around me was just like an illusion. And then slowly it kind of faded away, and it, I was constant prayer, constant prayer, you know. And then, and then somehow, you know, I, I just succumbed again, and and um, ended up in this situation, you know, among other among other things. So. I'm just thinking that was was my forgiveness was it was it not enough or or, or <laughs> like uh, how how could I when I was born again and sort of locked in was I born again or now I'm kind of in the I'm having those thoughts yeah and that's what Satan does he comes to steal it away from you before it, it can start growing and so when you go and forgive he'll he'll tell you oh. That was right. You really didn't forgive. And because you've been living in your imagination for so long, uh, because we escape into our imagination after the trauma, trying to survive. But yeah. so when you do wake up, 
you're a baby just being born, but Satan come right away and tell you, oh, you need to go back and do it again. You need to do this. It didn't work because you're still believing the lie, but just don't worry about it. Doubt every thought. And after a while, it'll get further and far away from you, and you'll be fine. But he come to rob, steal, and kill. And when you, just because you wake up, that doesn't mean he's going to go and rest. Eventually, he will have no other choice but to go away. But he's going to tempt yeah. you while you're growing from baby to manhood, spiritually. So you're on your way, man. You'll be fine. I appreciate it. You know, the, one of the biggest things is I don't judge myself so hard anymore. Right. That's really... That's, That's right. So big, you know. And yeah. and you got to get to the point. It's going to be amazing. You got to get to the point where you won't judge yourself at all. You just mm -hmm. observe. You become the observer, not the judger. You won't have. And the only way you're judging yourself, period, is because you're judging it based on what you've been taught right and wrong is. And Satan is using that against you to make you judge yourself, to make you play God again. But don't worry about it. When you fall down, just get up and brush yourself off and keep going. If you fall down again, just brush yourself off. No big deal. God is still with you. Once you are born of God, you can't be unborn. It's like when you're born from your mother's womb, you can't go back in the womb and be unborn. Likewise, spiritually, when you're born of the Spirit, you cannot be unborn. You're born of the Spirit. That's it. Even though you're, you're growing, you fall down, you get up, you fall down again, you get up. After a while, you stop falling. It'll be amazing. So just don't have any opinion. How old are you, Eric? Uh, I just turned, I recently turned 30. 30. Amazing. Happy belated birthday, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> you are blessed, Eric. Uh, so just relax and go for the ride. God is with you. And if he meant for you to have a wife, he'll add that unto you. Whatever is meant for you will happen, and no one can stop it. That's amazing, Jesse. I really appreciate it. And I've, I've actually, I've, I've in the international community, you know, we've, we've come out ahead of this COVID virus to oh. really lend time to spiritual reflection and, and part, to participate in this church sessions as well. It's been really, really big, so I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Eric. Good to hear from you, man. And yeah, just and just too. wish your ex well. She'll go find some yeah. other sucker to draw in. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I did. I said I wish you well, you know. Yeah, just wish she you well. It. She said she wished me well as well. So but, it was it was a it wasn't a bad uh, you know, bad breakup like that. It was very sort of um uh, down to earth. So. Right I on, think, man. Yeah. God bless you, man. Let yeah. me hear from you again, all right? God bless you, Jesse. All the best. All right. Thank you, Eric. And see that what happens when you stop having sex like that and you break up. And just imagine what happens if you never had sex during the dating period, right? If you have to break up, you'll break up not all destructive and want to hurt one another and go break windows out and knock the car lights out because you, you don't have that attachment like that. You can see that, well, this is not meant to be. You'll walk away from it, wish each other well, and life is amazing. Amazing call. Jordan Brockhouse gave a super chat and said, Heard around the world, I have a job where I talk to 7 to 15 strangers a day, and I have run into multiple JLP fans. You're changing the world. Right on, man. So are you. Thank you so much. Heard around the world. The beauty about the light is in the world. But the world don't see it. The light is really everywhere. And 
I hear from people around the world, I'm like, wow, I never realized that the light of God is of the world, but the world perceive it not. They can't see it. And you all are becoming the light of the world. And I expect great things to continue to happen because, believe me, there's more power in love than it is in hate. So things are changing. Be patient. A whole lot of folks are starting to wake up. Men and women. I hear from all races, too. The Japanese, the Chinese, the Chinese virus, and everybody. People are starting to wake up. And that's what's going to happen. You can doubt me. Really. Just so you know. And I'll tell you not to believe me. Know for yourself. If you don't know for yourself, you don't know. All right? Get to know yourself. You'll see what happened. And get to know yourself because it's the right thing to do, not just to prove anything. But get to know yourself. You'll see. It's amazing how most people, most people do not know themselves. You got to know yourself. The kingdom of heaven is within. Know thyself. All right. Mo Better Jankum has given several. Mo Better Blue. <laughs> you gave a ninja, several ninja guineas, diamond. He says, my, my church offering for JLP and some future southernistic lyrics for Joel to learn. <laughs> and I won't read all his stuff. I'll let Joel read it. Oh, right on. Petter from Periscope. Let me just say, I wanted to say to Dan, don't forget that. Yeah. I wanted to mention this morning that I am so grateful that the way you all have stuck with us, because we're in this together, right? Uh, through this Chinese virus thing, you've been sending in your donations. Who dropped the donation off last Sunday at the door? Oh, that was Keck Radio. He left a he left a a donation through the door. Keck Radio. Keck Radio, also known as Reprobata Mindset. Reprobata Mindset. Man, thank you. That was deep. And so you guys been donating, ladies been donating, and helping us through this, and it's amazing. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And hopefully next Sunday we can have in-house people back. I hear that some of the churches even opened up today. Francisco just told me about a church down the road. I almost did it today, but I, I think I have a surprise coming up for you guys next week. I may be making a major announcement, but we'll see. I don't want to count the chickens before they hatch. You're not supposed to count your glory until it happens, because if you rejoice before it happens, then your glory come from mankind. So I like to wait until I get it. Wait and see. Wait and see attitude. Do you know what I mean about, have you learned to wait and see? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> have you learned that, Frankie? To wait and see. Francisco is here. Yes, I've learned to wait and see. And the, the hard part, sometimes I get sucked into, like watching a movie. Yeah. Or I get I get sucked into it and I get drawn away and, like wow, what am I, what am I getting all emotional and and caught into something? Yeah, and the beauty about that though, now when you get drawn away in the darkness of the mind, you know you're in the mind that you can come out of it. Most people don't realize they're in the thoughts and they should not be there. They think that's a natural way of living. For me, for me, what happens is I have pain. Yeah, I start to suffer, and I said, I. I'm not the president. I can't control that. I can't make that happen. That's right, and man. And then once I see that, then I back off and back to happiness. That's right. And he's right. In the darkness of imagination, you're going to have pain. You're going to have pain because you're in darkness. But in the light, there is no pain. He just made me realize that. 
There is no pain in the presence of God. It's only when Satan can pull you out of the present into a false past or a false, false future do you have pain. There is no pain in the presence of God. Perfect love casts out pain. That's deep. Yes. You're about to read Super Chat there. Yeah. Um, on DLive, Petra from Periscope gave a diamond and said, The silent prayer says, Let go. How yes. do you let go? By doubting every thought. Good question. So when you're doing the silent prayer, you're going to relax from the top of your head all the way down. Just let your whole body relax. And pay attention to the noise outside. Because all that is happening in the present, you won't be distracted. And so just relax. And when you're totally relaxed from your head to your toes, you just melt it in the chair or land down, whatever you're doing. And, and become aware right in the center of your forehead. And you... What God would do is separate the real you from the not you. And when you let go of those thoughts, you're letting go. And God has taken over your life. Once that happens, you're on your way. So you let go by coming out of the darkness of your imagination. Let every thought go. No such thing as a true thought, right? So right across there, you just watch those thoughts as though you're watching a movie. And have no opinion about them. You don't want to uh, concentrate you don't want to hold on to anything. Don't try to hold on to the so-called good thoughts and let the bad ones go. Just relax and let go of thought. It's so, um, all the stress and everything would disappear. Because all that stuff is in the mind. It's in the thought. Stress, worry, disease, all that stuff is in the mind. It's not real. That's what's so amazing about it. It's just not real. But because you're in your thought, you believe it, it becomes real. Satan will carry that out through you and destroy you. Good question. Chelsea gave a super chat through Streamlabs. Thanks, and, Chelsea. And said, everything you say about women and white people is correct. And I say that as a white woman. She white. <laughs> I hear a lot of people on your stream attack you because they can't understand what you are saying because they cannot let go of their egos. That's true. Also, they say, you black, Jesse. You act like you're not black. You act like this. I'm like, I can't even identify with that anymore. And I know what it is to be into the black thing. Well, once I moved to L.A., it wasn't like that growing on the pla- up on the plantation in Alabama. But when I moved to L.A., I got into the black scene. I listened to Louis Farrakhan. And I got into the black thing, so I know what it is to identify as being black. It's a mess. You don't want to identify with anything, really, except the love of God working through you. And that is an amazing identity because that's who you truly are. You're not your thoughts. You're not the person in the fallen state. That's what you do in the fallen state. That's not who you are. You are a son or daughter of God when you're out of, your, out of those thoughts. Yes. Let's get to TJ out of Atlanta, Georgia, on the line. Georgia, on my mind. TJ, welcome to church. TJ. I hope she's on the line. She wanted to thank you for telling her to wait and see. Oh, good. Is TJ on the line? Let me put her on hold and have Nick check on her. Oh, okay. Check on TJ, Nick. In the meantime, let's get to Adriana. I cannot express enough. The power, the love of wait and see. Because you're going to see Satan trying to make you not wait and see. But wait. 
One step at a time. Don't let Satan rush you. All right. Who's that? Oh, TJ is ready now. Oh, okay. And then we'll get Hold to on, Adriana. Adriana. That's our Adriana? I think so. The rapper? I think so, from Orange <laughs> County, California, but I'm not positive. Oh, okay. Hold on, Adriana. TJ. Hi, Jesse. How about that? How are you? Happy Mother's I'm, Day. Are you a mother? No. I'm, well, I have a fish. Does that count? Okay. Half, happy Fish Mother Day. <laughs> thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, I mean, truly thank you for reminding me that I'm not my culture. Um, yeah. I do live here in Georgia where yeah. the shooting happened. Yes. And what what I've noticed is a lot of division occurring. A lot of people are, um, they're just um, creating, they're saying things that are perpetuating division between yes. the races. And, yeah. you know, it's so easy to get sucked into that again and to say, well, you know, you know how it is here in Georgia, and you know, you know, and I have to just sort of stay in a, a, a position of defense almost. Absolutely. To, you know, just have words to come back and say, listen, we don't know the whole story. That's right. And just because you're black and I'm black and he's <laughs> black, we don't know each other. You know, it's so crazy. You don't even know that guy. Right. It's like you hear about a white person with gun down, right? You don't know that white person, but they get you riled up. Oh, black people being hunted yeah. down. This is just like the KKK. And if you're not aware, you'll find yourself caught up with that. Right. And what they're doing is they're feeding this and they're feeding the all black people have are coming down with the coronavirus. And... <laughs> I, it is, it's rampant here in Georgia, and they are just, so now black people, I've noticed black people are purposely doing things to use their race around white people um, to sort of, I guess, gain something. Yes. You know, yeah, uh, it's amazing. It's mind-blowing, but you are blessed, TJ, to be able to see that and be of the world but not in it that's a hard way to live the people who are doing that yeah. uh um but you're in the world but not of it and people are doing that and they are they are not happy people believe me these black people who are running around hating the whites and thinking that oh this one black man got shot so all of us being shot they are not happy people they're not getting along with themselves they're not getting along with their families they are like miserable people so they got to find something to keep themselves excited and hoping to, and hope to feel better. Yeah, that's a really, uh, yeah, they have to find something yeah. to keep themselves up in arms. Thank you for saying that. I also wanted to answer the biblical question. What's wrong with having sex out of wedlock? Well, sir, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's not something I personally do. I have done, right. but it's, it's not a practice of mine any longer. Right on. You, you did answer the question, but from a female perspective, I have to be honest and say that honestly, I feel empty yes. after it's done and after I'm home or away from him. 
And to me, that shows that I'm using the mo- one of the most powerful things to gain control yes. and to trick him into worshiping me and to trick him into treating me like I'm a goddess. Yes. I'm, I'm using what should be a gift just for that person alone. I'm using it to, to gain control of him. And if I can't, if I can combine that with some eggs and bacon, <laughs> you know, I'm really working on some things. I'm telling you, that's amazing, TJ. You 100. I wish the ladies would be honest with themselves about this. That way they could be born again. They can come out of that. They will have perfect peace whether they had a man or not because they would be with the Father. He will fulfill all their needs, right? But most women won't admit this. This is deep. You're absolutely right. Wow. I, I, I really struggle with being honest with myself and, yeah. and truly that at the end of it, I'm, I'm the one that really feels lonely. And so... You know, I have to own that, okay, I've been using, I've been trying to use what I have to control him. That's all it is. That's right. That's deep. I wonder, have you ever said this to another woman? You're just using, to your friend, you're just using sex to control that man. Sit down. Well, I've asked them (laughs) why exactly, why exactly are you, why are you having sex with him? Why are you doing it? And the... Average answer I've received from friends is why well, I want him to like me. Yeah. So then that you just answered the question. You you just said that you're using him. Yeah. You're not trying to make him, or you're using what you have to control him. If you say you're trying to get him to do something, <laughs> yeah, it's so then true. You're controlling. You're trying to control him. So. Yeah. I I guarantee you that if women understood this and they allow their emptiness to be and hmm. they return to the father, when they do get married and have children, they will pass love on to the children, not that Hmm. that fake mama's love to try to control the kids. So when the kids grow up, they will grow up free. When they become adults, they can move away and they can have their own lives and they will treat parents with the way they should be treating them in the right way. But most women, when they get married, they have used that man to get a false sense of salvation. And when they're done with him, they do it with the kids. And that's why the mothers end up following you to West Hell to try to control you because she cannot handle, handle that emptiness, that separation from God. Jesse, can I ask you one question? How, if, if if I I'm a single woman and I find a mate and I wait to have sex with him, obviously to you know till we're married, um, how can I not use? I mean, I don't. That's not my intention. I don't right. want to use what I have to control him in any kind of way. I just yes. want it. How how do I? First, um, you got to get to know yourself, and you're definitely are doing that now. Forgive your mother. Love your father. Even if he's weak, don't hate him. Love means don't resent. Have no anger. And God will fulfill you. He will fulfill that emptiness in the same way he's done with me and other men and women who uh, have waken up, right? And what he would do is add a man unto you if it's meant to be. 
He will add a husband unto you. It'll be the right guy. And you guys will get married. You'll have a truckload of babies. Then you'll stop the sex thing again. And you'll become one. And it will be amazing. Do not look for a man. Don't go out and try to tempt a man. Only seek the kingdom of God in his right way. And you will be fine. And if it's not his will that you should have a family, a husband and children, it's not going to bother you because you wouldn't have that emptiness anyway. You would be fulfilled and it would be as though nothing is missing. You would be happy. You would be at peace either way. Don't look for a man. Just seek the father. Do the silent prayer. Be aware. Live in the present. And you're going to see he'll start adding things unto you beyond what you can imagine or ever thought that you wanted. He'll take care of you. Wow, wow. I'm I'm following what you're saying. The final thing is I, I have a homeless guy here at the Walmart nearby and it's amazing that over the course of well, since the uh start of the pandemic and businesses reopened, I've noticed that he now he started with a bag, then he had um a box. <laughs> Now he has a cooler, and now the cooler has rollers on it. So um, amazing. He, he might have more in his refrigerator than I do. So. <laughs> that man is living better than you. Right. <laughs> I saw this homeless guy by the post office uh, a couple weeks ago when this whole Chinese virus started happening. And he's like, man, you better get out of here. You better get out of California. God told me that this is going to be bad. I'm going to go up in the mountain. And he ran and got in his truck, and I haven't seen him since. That's been about a month ago. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So he's gone up in the hills somewhere. Right. A homeless wow. guy now. He's living better than me. Wow. So wow. don't be tricked by that. But God bless you. Stay with in the, out of your imagination, in the present. You'll be surprised. You're not surprised, but you'll be amazed how much God love you and what he would do for you as his daughter. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. I, I love you guys. We love, love you too. Crew. Right Thank on. You, Thank you. I appreciate uh, you. All right. All right. God bless you. you too. That's amazing. Ladies, it works for you too. Anyone that will return to the father, get to know yourself. God is welcoming you. He wants you back home. All right. But you got to stop using people, places and things, your children, your adult children, stop fulfilling yourself with that. It's not real. Because after a while, your kids are going to get fed up with you. And then your man is going to get fed up, and then if he had to beat you up, you're going to call social security, oh, I've been spousal abused. <laughs> That's not what you do, ladies. Forgive, and God will forgive you and rock your world. He really will. Okay. Let's get to Adriana out of Orange County now. Adriana, welcome to church. Hi, Jesse. How are you? You know, I'm calling because I want to say just thank Happy you. Happy Mother's Day. My, you have given me the best Mother's Day gift I could have ever, <laughs> ever expected in my life. Because Amazing. ever since I've been going to church and I've been, you know, following along and learning and discovering myself and making these decisions or not making these decisions, God making these decisions for me. And yes. I'm just walking through what is right. Like I look at my life today and I am just so shocked with just all the blessings that I have. And I 
honestly wouldn't have thought that I had any of these blessings. Like when I was making these decisions, well, not when I was making these decisions, but when I was faced with the reality of the things that I was doing wrong yeah. and I had to make the right decisions in yeah. my life, yeah. I was so afraid at that point, like, oh, what am, you know, what is my life going to look like? I'm going to be lonely and blah, blah, blah. And but yet, you know, I didn't listen to my thoughts. I recognized those were just thoughts. And I look at my life today, and I cannot, I couldn't, I couldn't picture a better life today. Um, even if I tried to imagine it, it's like my life is going amazing. And it's all, Jesse, because I stepped in your church, and you confronted me with the truth. And as a result today, um, I'm living an amazing life. You have not seen anything. When I think about when I first met you, and we had those meetings, and I met with you and your boyfriend. When I think about where you've come from in such a short time, it's amazing. You have, I mean, just, I remember you were like a crybaby. You You have grown in ways that are amazing, and it happened so fast. It just seemed like it just happened just like that, and uh, you were blessed. And just stay in the present with God. Doubt every thought. Do the silent prayer. You haven't seen anything yet. It gets better. Yes, I do all of that. I do the silent prayer. I get out of my thoughts. Yeah. I just let God take over. And, I mean, just to give you an example of just the blessings that came, and I would have never imagined this. You know, my son's with his father. I know. And he gave me a call and said, you know, hey, I want to spend this weekend with you. And I said, oh, okay. Like, I didn't ask him or, hey, it's Mother's Day, you got to be with me, none of that. I right just on. literally received the call, so it was told, I'm coming, and no, it gets better. So he comes, right, <laughs> and then when his father came and dropped him off, his father came up to me, and he gave me $300, and I was like, what the heck, what what the? The? Like, what's this? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm like, what's this for? He's like, oh, is this is your Mother's Day present, you know, uh, wow. enjoy, and and I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even expect a single dime from him. I ended up using those $300, and I invested it in my patio. And when I look at my patio, I mean, it was uh, it looked like a junkyard, and now it looks gorgeous. It's beautiful. I have these beautiful plants. I was, with those $300, I was able to pay somebody to help me clean it and then buy plants and right replanted the whole patio. And then last night, just to top it all off, uh, my son, you know, and I, and he had a friend over, uh, it just so happened we were all sitting out down at the dining room table and we were just talking and my son was telling me stories about when he was a little kid and like the, the like things like that. And I would just like, I was like, if I would have planned this, like if I would have said, okay, we're having dinner, come sit at the table. It just, it would have never happened like this. Yes. It's just sort of like they were hungry. I made them plates. I put them down at the table. They came, and next thing you know, we were having, like, a family dinner, you know. That's and amazing. It was like, what? My son <laughs> before couldn't even talk to me or look at me in my eyes, and here he is laughing with me. We were laughing. We were laughing at the dining room table. I'm about to boo-hoo. Tears of joy. <laughs> That's amazing. You haven't seen anything, Adriana, and you really, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has in store for you. You haven't seen anything yet. I'm just so grateful. Thank you. And I, I do want to answer the biblical question. What's wrong with having sex out of wedlock? Well, I, um, I, I know this for myself. So this isn't like a, a thought answer. It's something I thought about. I just reflect on my life and I thought, okay, I had a child out of wedlock and I had sex out of wedlock. And what it made me be was so like 
needy. I was a needy woman, yeah. and um, I also believe that it fed my ego and it fed the man's ego. Yeah. And when we had a child out of wedlock, we were feeding each other's ego, and that child came out of like this ego, egotistical relationship. And yep. I don't think that when you don't have a child out of wedlock, when you actually do get married and you do um, things right, when you have a child, it comes out of love, and that child knows that they came into this world with intention, with love, you know, Absolutely. want to come in, versus when it's like, oops, this just happened, and we were <laughs> feeding each other's ego. Like, I, you know, we were doing something to please each other. We weren't doing something because we wanted to bring a child into this world. So I think that's, that's deep. What's wrong See, this is why the angels in heaven are singing to each other. I can hear them now. I hear Gabor, <laughs> I hear Michael. I hear, I even hear Peter and Paul. Everybody's singing. This is what it's all about. And this is why I want people to know for themselves, not because I said it, but because it's being revealed to you as well. You're absolutely right. Oh, thank you. I thank you, Jesse. I'm just so grateful and I, um, I can't say enough and I, I can't wait for next Sunday. I know. <laughs> We're going to be back. Right on. Thank you so much. Oh, all right, Jesse. Have a good one. Thank you, everybody. Bye. You too. It's good to hear from you. Okay. And bye. happy Mother's Day again. Thank you, thank you. All right. It's amazing, folks. I got to make a few announcements right here because we're winding down. Number one, hopefully we'll be back to church next Sunday with in-house people. I'm just waiting on one or two answers about something, and we'll announce it next this week you know, that we'll be back, I believe. Also, thank you for your support. Uh, supporting the radio show, jlptalk.com. Uh, the TV is amazing. We did a brand new episode last Friday. I interviewed um, a Latino black. That's her name? Latino black? Afro-Latino. I mean, Afro-Latino black. I mean, Afro-Latino, whatever. <laughs> it was an amazing interview. Absolutely amazing interview. If you have not checked it out, you owe it to yourself to look at that. FatherState.tv, that brand new episode, I, the week before that, I interviewed a nun. I ain't never seen no nun like that, but it was fun. So check it out, and thank you for your support for that, for the church and the nonprofit at RebuildingTheMan.com. Some people do it by calling 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663, or you mail it in. My thing is, thank you, folks. It's so amazing we're able to get this done. We're getting a lot done because... You're making it possible, and I don't take it for granted at all. So thank you. Um, so hopefully we'll be back to church next Sunday as far as having in-house people, all right? Yes, thanks. Quick super chat from Joe. Thank you, Joe. He says, "Do having goals? does having goals conflict with living in the moment, and do goals separate us from God? Absolutely. That's what it means to be your own God. You're making your own goals. You think you are, but you're influenced by evil, right? You think evil makes you think you know what you want. You set goals and it stress you out. Do not do that, Joe. Just live in the present, seeking the kingdom of God. Do what's in front of you. Have a good attitude. And his plan for you is much better than what you can even imagine. But the children of the law influences you to take, to set goals and that, and that separate you from the will of God. Let his will be done. And if there's something you like doing, you like building a house, for example, build your house, have a good attitude about it, 
but don't have any goals. Any goals, people make goals of playing God. They think that they know what they want and what they need, and you don't. We don't know what we want, Joe. We don't know what we need, Joe. But it, everything you want, everything you need is within you. Get to know yourself and let the goals go. Look at the people who set goals. They may, oh, I'm going to have two homes by the time I'm 30. And they get the homes, but they're stressed out. They have no peace. Now they got to protect the house. They're scared to leave the house. They won't let anybody come to the house because that become your God. Absolutely. We'll read the rest of the Super Chats tomorrow on jo- with Joel. I appreciate that. Um, Eric from Massachusetts is on the line if we can get through some last callers. All right, Eric, welcome to church. Hey, Jesse, how you doing? All is well, sir. How are you? Good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, no day. man is good. Hey. All is well. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot <laughs> about that. Um, something I want to talk to you kind of ties into the biblical, uh, biblical question. Um, I'm noticing... A lot of young men. Frank, uh, hold on one minute. Uh, have, will you have them turn the um, noise down in the back there? I bet you asked about it. I got the TV on. Uh, okay. Go ahead, buddy. A little louder for me. Oh, Go ahead. Are you on speaker? Are you on a speaker or something? Um, no. Can you hear me now? Is that better, Jay? It's all right. We'll try it. Yeah. Come. Make sure you're not on a speakerphone or anything, or Bluetooth or anything. Is this better? That's one percent better. Go ahead. Okay, sorry. Um, so yeah, something that kind of ties into the question is that I'm noticing a lot of young men like have pornography addiction. Yes. And I and I think that's the same thing as having sex out of wedlock when you're watching pornography and lusting after these women, right? Absolutely. Because and the I, the, uh, the sin, the act is committed in the mind first. You have to think on it. That's where the sin is. That's where you're wrong. When you think on that, then you eventually act it out. Um, But you're absolutely right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, like, I guess overcoming that, like, and I'll even put myself out there, even me, myself, I've struggled with that. And, like, I've been at, like, this last week, and I I thank God for this, like, I've been at perfect peace, like, at work and everything. I've just been feeling like this is the first time I felt peaceful. But that particular sin, when it comes to, like, um, pornography or anything, I always hear it calling me in the back of my mind. And that's, like, one of the hardest things for me to overcome. And I pray to God to overcome it. And I've noticed he has, but then sometimes I'll fall short of that. So what's the best way to overcome that, those little whispers in your ear that try to lead back to that darkness? Good question. Number one, don't make it a big deal. God's already know, and he'll take care of it for you, right? So don't make it a big deal. Just know that this is something that you need to be overcome. And seek the kingdom of God in his right way. Make sure you forgive your mother and your father. And just do what's in front of you to do. And so when those thoughts start to come for a while, you'll be able to avoid them. But let's say now that you're grown, maybe something so painful that you... Can't help it, right? God forbid, but if you fall into it, don't make it a big deal. Just know, and don't be, if you do have sex like that, for now, don't be all into it. You know, like, don't make it last all day. Just do a quick bam, bam, thank you, ma'am, and go your way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't worship, don't worship the woman at all. 
and just know this is something you want to overcome. Be aware of yourself doing it. And after a while, you'll lose the appetite. You'll have control until marriage. Right. Just don't make it a big yeah. deal. And try to avoid it. And, and But don't judge the thoughts. See that Satan is tempting you and that those thoughts are not your own. And uh, I want to... I want to say this, and so ladies, forgive me. You may want to close your ears up for what I'm about to tell this man to do. All right, so close your ears, ladies. Uh, so, so let's say it get really, the ladies, close your ears, all right? It get really, really bad. You can't help yourself. You can go in the bathroom and don't go into your head and, and just knock it out real fast, and you'll see how boring it is. Because you won't yeah. use an image. You yeah. won't have the in, image of a woman. And you see how boring it is. And after a while, it, when Satan tempts you with it, it'll be like, uh-uh, that's a waste of time. And you won't, be yeah. able to, you won't do it. Oops. Yeah. No, I, I think that's really good advice, actually. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Yeah. Something that I kind of want to warn some of your listeners, too, is that this particular sin and getting caught, caught up in the pornography um, it can lead you down a really dark path. I mean, it will. And I think, and, and I think that's where like a lot of weird sexual immoralities come from, like bestiality, homosexuality. Yeah. Um, it comes from allowing your mind to dip your toes in that lust, and then it progresses over time because Satan he'll trick you. You'll you'll dip your toes in thinking, oh, it's just, it's not a big deal. I'm not actually having sex, and then next thing you know, you're watching all sorts of disgusting things. You know. Absolutely, man. But just, are you doing the silent prayer? Um, yeah, I just started this week. This whole week I've done it, and I think it's been working. Um, yeah. I stopped with the hooping, hooping and hollering. I, I just, it's, it's funny because you said that. You said, you know, if you want to be all loud and say a lot of words, just pray. And I, I thought about that, and that's something I used to do. But then in the Bible, it says the exact same thing, like exactly what you're saying it says. And so Right on, man. It's so true. Well, stay with the silent prayer. Be aware during the day. If you get caught up in your head, just relax and it'll pass. And all that stuff would be, the sin is the anger that you had toward your parents and yourself and others. But once you forgave, then he's not going to cleanse you of all that stuff. So just be patient. He'll take that away from you. Yeah. No, I, I forgave my father, but my mother died when I was real young. Uh-huh. And so. How old were I, you? I was 11. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Well, just make sure you yeah. hold nothing against her, and yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. So when it comes to that kind of thing, though, just because I didn't have a mother growing up, I, I find myself, like, kind of getting caught up in the mom thing where I'm, like, yeah. you know, getting all emotional thinking about her because she died when I was so young. You know, it's like a weird. So now I notice, like, the girls that I try to get are. They're like motherly. I'm looking yes. for like mama again. Yep, absolutely. And Forgive your mother for not being there and stay out of your yeah. head about it and you'll be fine. You won't give it to those all type right. of women. Yeah, and sorry for bringing up the, some nasty stuff on your church thing. I didn't mean to do that. It's That's just, all right. You're nasty. Christians, <laughs> yeah. Christians don't like talking about it sometimes. No, you got to deal with evil, man. You're absolutely right. God bless you yeah. for this, all right? Yeah, all right, man. Well, I won't take any more time. I know it's winding down. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. So let me respond to the biblical question. What's wrong with having sex out of wedlock? Everybody have already said it. I'm just adding a little bit to it, but it's already been said. It's so true. But you will go unconscious, man. 
and you will make the woman your God. And in a way, uh, you won't be able to, not in a way, you won't be able to help yourself because you're broken. And the reason you're making the woman your God is because you resent your mothers. And when the moment you resent your mother, women, your mother become your God and all women become your God. But then once you go and forgive, that role will naturally switch where it be God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. And, and you won't use the woman to make yourself feel better. You're trying to find something that was lost when your mother took your innocence away. But you won't use women once that order reverses itself back to the natural order. And that way when you meet women, you'll be able to hang out with them, date if you want to, but you would treat them the way you treat everybody. And sex become a drug, and it causes you to go unconscious, just like any other drug. Women are drug uh, sex dealers, and men are sex addicts. And so that's what it's used for, for the ego. As someone said when they call in, it's not about love at all. Sex is only made to make a baby once you're married. So you use it as a drug, you go unconscious, and you can't see, you become subject to the woman and everything. And then the women, when you do it, you replace it with real love because you use that man to fulfill your void, the emptiness that you have, which is a yearning for a father. But instead of getting a father, you get screwed. But because it makes you feel better temporarily, then you, uh, uh, you're using men for that reason as well. And even, so when you get that man, you pull him in with the drug, sex deal and pull the man in. And after a while, he stopped doing what he used to do when he first met you. Now you become insecure again. You get angry. You get wild. You try to control. You do this and do those crazy things because you don't want to feel the, the emptiness, the yearning of the father. You got to stop doing it too, ladies, and return to the father. You're looking for a father's love, not sex. All right? So it's just I like any drug except that it's, you make the woman your God. All right? So everybody already said it. All I really got to say is amen to that, really. And what made me so happy about this is that you're thinking about these things now. God said, think on these things. Not what you're going to wear, not what you're going to eat, where you're going to live, who your friend's going to be. Think about things, life. Get to know yourself, and you will see all the hang-ups that are holding you back in life, all right? It's mind-blowing. And you're going to realize everything you've been taught was a lie. Really, it just was a bald-faced lie. It wasn't the truth. So thank you all for thinking about these things and really examining yourself because you're totally right. The phone calls from the men and women today, as well on the radio show this past week, amazing. Thank you. Okay, James? And then I have a new biblical question. Can we get to John out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina? John out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Welcome to church. Yeah, hi, Jesse. Hey, John. I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to add it to the uh, biblical question. Yes. Um, you know, I believe that um, that uh, people are letting the devil um, make a mockery of God's gift. The, uh, you know, the uh, having of babies, the, you know, the marriage, and, you know, when you're having sex out of wedlock, you're just making a mockery of it. Absolutely, man. 100%, John. You're Thank totally you. right, man. Amazing. So, John, since you are here, and we're about to end the service here, I want to—I have a brand new biblical question, and I, if you don't mind, I'd like for you to take the first stab at it. 
right? And then Francisco want the second stab at it. James want the okay. third stab. So, John, my brand new biblical question, folks. My brand new biblical question. Do you see yourself as a son or daughter, in case they're ladies, of God? Do you see yourself as a son of God, John? Yes, I do. I do see myself as a, as a uh, son of God. I see myself as a, as, a, as a son that's fallen, but I'm hoping to get back up. You know, and I appreciate your shows. I, I first came upon your show, you know, for the, uh, the humor aspect, and uh, it's uh, blossomed into a lot of things that I've, I've listened to, you know, over the last maybe six months or so. Right on. And I've even introduced you to my, uh, my 96-year-old aunt, who's very excited each day to find out what you've said. Right on. <laughs> That's amazing. That is mind-blowing, man. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you, Jesse. All right. Thank you, John, for responding to the biblical question as well, the new one. Okay, thanks, Jesse. All right, buddy. That's amazing. 96-year-old aunt. 96-year-old aunt, happy Mother's Day. Happy <laughs> Mother's Day. Francisco, do you see yourself as a son of God? I, I've, not, uh, I've not thought about that. Uh, I don't think of myself as a child or anything. Oh, you don't? Don't. Amazing. Thank you for responding, man. James, thehakereport.com. Do you see yourself as a son of God? Um, no, I don't think so. Why I not? sometimes go in and out. <laughs> what? Like sometimes I He's think up. I am. He's down. Sometimes I think I am, but I'm not sure. Amazing. Uh-huh. All right. I'm not, I'm kidding about the going in and out. Right, but yet I'm not kidding because sometimes I, I kind of think I am, and then sometimes I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! And why haven't you thought about this, Francisco? Just because I'm thinking about other things, or I'm not thought about that. Okay, that's interesting. Amazing. Yes, James. Do you want to do the last? Call so my quick? brand new biblical oh. question for this week. Do you see yourself as a son slash for the ladies, daughter of God? That's amazing. That is an amazing question. I can't wait to hear from you about that. Yes, James. Last quick caller, Jim from Los Angeles. Hey, Jim from Los Angeles. Hi, Jesse. Wishing you abundant blessings on this beautiful Sunday of Mother's Day. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So I know you're winding down, so I'll make it quick. Just kind of a, a question for you, Jesse. If you were to warn a very close, good friend about the evil doings of another friend, would that be considered gossip? Absolutely. Sense? Absolutely. Because if you were a real friend and if you're that interested, you would take, encourage that friend to go and, and, and deal with it himself or herself. That's why God said, if you got a problem with someone, go to that person. And then if you, doesn't work, take a witness and then let the dust hit your feet. Hmm. Okay. We Even treat, with, involved, like, we so treat each have... other as children of God. We treat each other different than the children of the world. We treat each other with love because we understand that fallen state and that the people who are doing what they do, they can't help it. We don't judge them, but we don't 
we don't, it's just, you just understand it, so you treat them with love. I see, I see. So this person that was a bad person, I should have uh, gone to him. Yes. Rather than that. Absolutely. And then let the dust hit your feet, wish them well. Hmm. Okay. Amazing. This person that was this person that was doing bad things, and he's a he's an evil person. He's a bit of a bad seed. Should I try to bring him back into my life? Um. You know what, John? I'm not. I want. I would encourage you to be aware enough so you can see for yourself. All right. Uh, do the silent mm-hmm. prayer. Be aware. And I'm telling you, man, the light of God, the love of God would show you if you should let a person go or you should let a person stay. You would see and you would be able to either let them stay with the right spirit or let them go with the right spirit because he will influence you with perfect love, unlike Satan. So if you don't know what to do, do nothing. Have a wait-and-see attitude. Okay. Yeah, don't ever make decisions because we are influenced by evil or if we are born again, we are influenced by good. So just remember, John, if you don't remember anything else I say, if you don't know what to do, just continue what you're doing and you will see the next step to take. Until then, because otherwise you'll be guided in the wrong way and you'll make the wrong mistake. I mean, you'll make the wrong decision and it will lead you into a worse situation than what you're already in. Okay. All right. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, so just wait and see, John. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Good question. Okay. Hey, I've been listening to you for about six months now, and you've helped me so much, Jeff. Yeah, every morning I, I get up early and I start my day to exercise and listen to your show. Listen to your show. You just help me become a better man and reclaim my alpha male status. Right on, man. You're blessed, John. And you haven't seen anything yet. You're growing in the spirit now that you've been born in other spirit. You're, you're growing. The real John is growing in that, and you're going to see how much love he has for you and what he would do for you. You haven't seen anything, all right? Wonderful. Thank all right, you so much. God bless you, Jesse. God bless you. Um, anything else, James? That's a good question, too. Believe me, I have learned. If you don't see what to do, continue what you're doing. And if you're having pain from it or whatever, just relax in the pain and you'll be fine. Because the pain, with Satan talking to you about it, It'll make you make the wrong decision, really, and you'll end up in a ditch. Wait and see. God is with you, and he will take care of you. It's so amazing how much he loves us. It's that kind of love. I was just said, saying to him the other day, you know what? It's amazing your love. Your love, there are no words to express what real love is like compared to the phony love. <laughs> he really loves us. Let me ask Esteban, come here. I'm glad you popped out of the room. Yeah. I want to ask you my biblical. This is Esteban. He's 24 now. You think he's grown? He has a beard. Yeah, I haven't seen him. He has a beard. So, are you a son of God? Yeah. And, and why do you say yes? Uh, why are you looking so cheap? He's like <laughs> grinning saying yes. Like you're not sure. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Um, I feel like I used to... Like, uh, I guess the only reason is, like, whenever I have an issue, like, at work, someone gets me, like, really mad, whatever. I always use that example. It's like, uh, instead of overreacting and listening to, like, my my emotions and, like, what's going on inside of me, I'm kind of patient and I, like, I wait it out and, like, 
wait to like uh, hear from God instead. So it's like um, I, I'm starting to listen more to Him instead of like to what I think. So uh, that's why I think uh, I'm a son of God. Amazing! Thank you, man. Sure, I appreciate that. So, uh, anything else, James? Before? No, that's it. I'll send all the diamonds and ninja guineas and super chats and streamlabs to Joel for tomorrow to read. I really, re- this has been an amazing Mother's Day service. Thank you all, and don't forget to go to rebuildingaman.com slash church. Make your donations there. Rebuilding the man dot com slash church or call 800-411-BOND 800-411-2663 and uh, you can mail it in as well P.O. Box 35090 put bond P.O. Box 35090 L.A. California 90035 alright and then for the Patreon people we show we have special stuff up there for you for you to show our appreciation, all right? Patreon.com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you, Patreon and everybody. Listen, folks, hopefully we'll be back in the house. Everybody will be back Sunday. It's coming Sunday. The Lord is willing and the creek don't rise. And thank you again for your support. Stay with the silent prayer. You don't have to use my video. You, the video just kind of show you how to do it. Then you can start doing it on your own. But I recommend... I don't stop doing it. Do what you want, of course, but I haven't stopped in 31 years, no matter what. I do my prayer because I don't, mm-mm, I can't take that risk. So every morning, every night, and during the day, precious being aware, if you get lost in your head, don't let Satan tell you, oh, it's not working. You're falling back. It's not, not true. Once you're born again, you can't fall back. So stay with the silent prayer. Speak up. Don't resent and doubt every thought. And just allow your life to unfold. He didn't send you here empty-handed. He got you. He really does. Because either you're with him or you're with Satan. There is no gray area, all right? So do the silent prayer. Speak up. Uh, stay out of your head. Every thought is a lie. And have a wait-and-see attitude. I want to hear from you next week if you do this. Just let me know. Well, just I wait and see. I waited. Oh, I couldn't do it. Whatever, right? But have a way to see. Don't go in your head. Don't go in the past or the future. There is no past or future. And Satan cannot come in the present with God, with you and God. He can only pull, he have to pull you out of the present so he can deceive you. He cannot come in the present and mess with you. Really. It's amazing how that is. But thank you all so much. It was amazing today. Thank you for your church, uh, your calls and your fellowship today. All right. Have a good one. I'll see you at the radio show tomorrow morning, if the Lord is willing, at uh, 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. JLPTalk.com. And then right after my show, The Hake Report. H-A-K-E. The Hake Report.com at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. And I know a lot of people want him to go two hours. He's working on it. Be patient. Believe me, he's, he's ready almost. Almost there. Amazing growth. You're supposed to grow. You're supposed to have a life. Have a life. All right? Have a good one, folks. Thank you so much. And happy Mother's Day again, ladies. Just have fun today. Let your hair down, but keep your head up. And have fun, all right? Be safe. Thank you, folks. Amazing.